0: Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. I'm your host, Steve Z. Let's get started.
1: Thank God, it's Friday. Thank God, it's Friday. We'll knock off now and take the next two days off, how's that? It? Because it's
2: Friday.
0: It is indeed Friday, the first day of October 2021. And you know what that means? It means that gropey Joe Biden has been your president now for 10 months, as the calendar speaks. When you hire someone to do brain surgery on you, for example... You want that person to be the most qualified, experienced, well-trained, informed, and educated person on the subject. You want them to be experienced. You want them to know what it is the hell they are doing. Same thing with the guy who puts the brakes on your automobile. You don't want just some jackleg who's pretending to be a technician or a mechanic working on the system that stops you from a 70-mile-an-hour travel when you have to stop. The same thing with the chef who is preparing your food, especially if it's a dangerous food, like sea urchin. You want that individual to know what is necessary in order to prepare that food so it does not kill you. Makes sense, right? You would think that a person who is running the United States of America as the president or the vice president should have some working knowledge of how the country works how politics works, how every aspect of American life works. You should not have to worry that the person running your country doesn't know what the hell they're doing or saying. And yet, here we have Camel Toe Harris, the cackling communist from California, having to hire a crisis management counseling team to teach her how to not screw up when she speaks. According to the news media, Vice President Cameltoe cackling communist Harris has hired two public relations gurus to help repair her, quote, long-term planning outlook, unquote. The Washington Examiner reported on Wednesday, and it was dubbed by Lorraine Voles, a crisis communications expert, and former Obama speechwriter Adam Frankel, who worked with the VP during the presidential transition, have experienced drumming up public relations constructs for the White House and the business community. The White House told the examiner that the two offered to be of assistance and will concentrate on an organizational development, strategic communications, and long-term planning for the vice president. The White House did not note how long she would need this crisis management team and said that those two individuals are on temporary assignment. She's the vice president of the United States. Of course, she slept her way to the position, but she is the vice president of the United States and she needs two crisis management communications experts to keep her from putting her foot in her mouth and saying stupid, ignorant things. No wonder the rest of the world is laughing at the United States of America. This woman is a joke. She is unhinged, and she needs people with the art of bullshit to bolster her image and help her to become a This is the Truth Hurts program. The nation's infrastructure is crumbling. We know this to be a fact. Because for decades, instead of spending your tax dollars wisely on road improvements, bridge improvements, tunnel improvements, railroad improvements, and other true infrastructure projects like sewage and water and electrical grids, your politicians on both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans, have found ways to spend your tax dollars in ways that benefit those politicians. You know, an example that I like to use is the levee system in New Orleans area. For decades, money was allocated to shore up the levees, keep and maintain and repair the levees. You know, those giant earthen walls that keep the water out. But instead, they found ways of transferring those dollars to unneeded projects like hiring levy board police agencies, a whole bunch of police cars, radio equipment, lights and sirens and uniforms, and salaries for pseudo-police officers. Oh sure, they're post-certified. They carry guns. They carry badges. They have arrest authority. Their only purpose in life is to drive around the levy to make sure that no one's behind the levy making babies or rape insurance, and all that's great, but that policing function could be performed just as easily by the New Orleans Police Department or any of the surrounding parishes, police agencies, and sheriff's offices. You see, they took money that was supposed to go to shoring up the levees, building up the levees, increasing the height and the strength and the stability of the levees, and they created these police agencies and these levee boards with high-salaried board members. Who then hire their neighbors, their friends, their relatives, and put them in cushy jobs like police chief because their relative failed at being a real cop on the New Orleans Police Department or the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. And what better way to go from being a patrolman to being the chief of police than to have a relative on the levy board? Now, I said that because we're watching as the nation's infrastructure continues to crumble. This type of political patronage, payback, pay to play, payola, kickback, quid pro quo, bribery, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't just happen in Southeast Louisiana, my friends. Any of you who listen outside of the New Orleans area, and I know that there are many of you, you know of some similar deed, action, corruption going on in your own locality, your own county, your own state. It happens each and every day. And now that the money has run out, the money that is because transportation funding has now lapsed since nasty Nazi Nancy Pelosi has pulled the infrastructure vote off the table, nothing will get done. And of course the Democrats will try to blame the Republicans, but it is their own damned fault. Listen, if you're going to put an infrastructure bill before me, to vote on, it better damned well only be about infrastructure. And I mean real infrastructure, not pre-K for everyone, not VOTEC training, not other bullshit programs. It needs to be a pure infrastructure bill. This is why I have said for over 40 years we need the line item veto power. But it doesn't do much good when you have Gropey Joe being puppeted by the strings being pulled by Pelosi and Schumer and God knows who else. But most of the time, we don't have that type of singular solidarity, let's rape the country mentality in the White House and in Congress at the same time with the same party. According to The Hill, highway funding lapsed Friday after Speaker of the House Nazi nasty Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat of California, pulled the vote on a bipartisan infrastructure bill which would have reauthorized many key transportation programs. As a result, thousands of Department of Transportation employees will be furloughed. The Federal Highway Administration, which provides funding for road projects across the country, will shut down. And state and local transportation officials say that little will change if the federal funding lapses for only a day or two. that a prolonged shutdown will lead to widespread delays of road construction and transit projects across the nation. Nearly 2,600 Federal Highway Administration personnel will be furloughed. But don't worry, they've already built into the funding bills. When these furloughed workers go back to work, they will get back pay, even though they didn't have to go to work. In other words, Nancy Pelosi is causing a paid vacation for 2,600 Federal Highway Administration employees. Business groups have stressed that lawmakers should pass the $1.2 trillion infrastructure package, but they haven't even read it. Business groups, very heavily tied to the Democrat National Committee, those who seek to benefit directly from some of those very hefty road projects, Of course those business groups want this $1.2 trillion boondoggle to pass. I'm telling you, my friends, it is a game of follow the money, follow the money into whose pockets? Democrat congresspeople's pockets. Meanwhile, the nation's infrastructure continues to crumble because they can't pass a straight infrastructure bill. They have to include the fluff, the bullshit, the crap, the garbage, the pork in each one of these bills. And that is why fiscal-minded Republicans are voting against it. Here's my take, my friends. Let's say that I am the mayor of Reality Town, USA. And someone comes to me and says, Mr. Mayor of Reality Town, USA, we need to fix the road on Main Street there are 67 potholes causing major damage to people's cars and those people are suing the city for a whole lot of money if we would fix the roads we wouldn't have to spend the money on the lawsuits defending them and then eventually paying out settlements can we please fix the potholes on Main Street the mayor of Reality Town USA me the Truth Hurts program moderator Steve Z would look at this and say well It will cost two million dollars to fix the potholes and we're going to pay out three million dollars in lawsuits and legal fees duh of course we need to fix the potholes but you see it doesn't work that way with nasty nazi nancy pelosi's congress it's not the potholes on main street she's worried about it's building a bridge to some unknown destination for another friend or it's building a high-speed rail station at one end of town so she can jump on a high-speed rail and head to her home in another part of town. It's also, we wanna put universal pre-kindergarten in the schools, but that has absolutely nothing to do with infrastructure. It's like saying, hey, we wanna pass a military spending bill because we need new updated firearms and we need ammunition for those firearms. And Nancy Pelosi says, that's great, and I will give you everything you want as long as my cousin gets to sell you the guns and my nephew gets to sell you the ammunition and as long as we get, oh, I don't know, a snow cone maker in every congressional office and we get a massage therapist to come in on Fridays and massage all the members of Congress and we get emotional support animals for African Americans who heard the N-word outside of a rap song. That's what's going on, my friends. They're not writing these bills to include only the item that the bill is supposed to include. They're adding the fluff, the bullshit, the pork, and they're doing so, and then they're telling their colleagues, you must first pass this bill in order to read what is in this bill. It's the same crap they pulled when they shoved Obamacare up our asses and down our throats at the same time, meeting somewhere around the spleen area. That's what's happening in America. And it's the truth. And unfortunately, sometimes that truth hurts. If I had to pick a hero with a D after his name, the D for Democrat, it would have to be Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. He is clearly behind the wheel of the sports car right now. He is, did I call it a sports car? I'm sorry. He is clearly behind the wheel of the slow lumbering Mack truck right now. He's letting his liberal progressive Democrat colleagues in the House and Senate know 100% that he plans to be the person to set the terms for the budget reconciliation bill that they hope to use to try and push Joe Biden's inappropriately named Build Back Better agenda. Joe Manchin's announcement yesterday that he will not support any reconciliation bill of $3.5 trillion or more. In fact, he said he won't support any reconciliation bill that costs more than $1.5 trillion. And that, my friends, was a rude awakening to Democrat liberals, progressives, woke members of the squad, and, of course, crazy Bernie Sanders, who thought that he would support a number much closer to the $3.5 trillion goal set by the Senate, And House passed budgets. The timing of Joe Manchin's announcement was especially enraging to the liberal progressive members of the squad, to Bernie Sanders, and to other really, really far-left liberals, as it only came hours before the Senate was set to vote on a bipartisan infrastructure bill, which was supposed to be passed in tandem with the reconciliation package, as part of Chuckles the Clown Schumer's two-track Senate tragedy. Excuse me, strategy. That, my friends, is a Freudian slip, but aptly placed. By declaring that his top-line limit is now $1.5 trillion, a full $2 trillion less than the number that they want in the Senate, Manchin made it clear this reconciliation bill, well, it ain't going to be passing anytime soon. And in addition to pissing them off on that issue, Manchin further pissed off all of the liberals in the Congress by issuing a statement Wednesday Dismissing their big spending plans at a time when Social Security and Medicare will face funding shortfalls as the definition of fiscal insanity. That's right, my friends. Joe Manchin is not pulling any punches. He's not biting his tongue. He is indeed telling it like it is. And he kind of has no choice. He will not get reelected if he starts going off the liberal rail because the people of West Virginia ain't that liberal.
1: The reaction from House liberals was angry and immediate. Representative Pramila Jayapal, Democrat of Washington, the chairwoman of the Congressional Progressive Caucus. She has gone forward and accused Manchin along with centrist Senator Kirsten Sinema, a Democrat of Arizona, whom she pointed out represent only 4% of the Senate Democratic Conference of blocking the president's agenda and the Democratic agenda that we ran on. Jayapal pledged that she and fellow
0: House progressives will not vote for the $1.1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill, which Manchin and Cinema took lead roles in crafting, until the Senate passes a reconciliation bill that satisfies the very progressive, liberal, far-left wing of the Democrat Party. She balked Wednesday at Manchin's accusation that progressives are guilty of fiscal insanity.
1: She said, and I quote, I assume he is saying that the president is insane because this is the president's agenda. Look, this is not why we are voting for the bipartisan infrastructure bill until we get an agreement on the reconciliation bill and it is clear that we get an agreement on the reconciliation bill and we've got a ways to go. After that statement we probably even have more people willing to vote no on the bipartisan bill. And yes, I would like a large cherry slushy and a donut to go with that. Okay, she didn't say that last part.
0: Representative Alexandria Ocasio Horseface Cortez, Democrat bartender from New York, another House progressive, she hit Manchin for being happy to support defense spending increases, but not social spending increases. She said, ever notice how deficit hawks vote for a record high defense spending, yet claim bills that help people and challenge lobbyists are too much? Guess which got a rubber stamp? And guess which deemed spending problem, she wrote. She sent out a tweet that prominently featured a picture of Joe Manchin. She pointed out that the 2022 defense bill cost $768 billion, while Biden's agenda would cost only $350 billion. She's wrong. She sucks at numbers just as badly as gropy Joe Biden. Then there's Representative Ilhan Omar. Democrat of Minnesota, she who covers her face like an ISIS terrorist. She hit Manchin for dismissing her spending priorities as
1: fiscal insanity as well. She said, Inaction is insanity. Not willing to negotiate in good fit is insanity. Not fighting to have critical investments that are needed is insanity. Try to kill your party's agenda is insanity. Not trying to make sure the president we all work so hard to elect's agenda passes is insanity. Losing us, the majority in the House and the Senate, is insanity. It's coming. I got news for you. You guys are not going to hold on to your Senate and House majorities.
0: Then there's Senate Budget Committee Chairman Crazy Bernie Sanders, who claims to be an independent, but votes 100% of the time for Democrat agendas and 0% of the time on Republican agendas. Thursday night, he renewed his call for House liberals to defeat the bipartisan infrastructure bill. He criticized the frantic late-night scramble by Democrat leaders to try desperately to round up enough votes to pass it. Bernie Sanders said...
1: It's an absurd way to do business to be negotiating multi-trillion dollar bill in a few minutes before a major vote with virtually nobody knowing what the hell's going on. That's unacceptable. I think what has got to happen is tonight the bipartisan infrastructure bill must be defeated and then we can sit down and work out a way to pass both pieces of legislation.
0: Joe Manchin was greeted with angry chants of, Hey, Joe, we had a deal, as he walked out to a crowd of reporters in front of the Capitol on Thursday, but he gave zero shits because he's a man of integrity, apparently. He said he's never been a liberal during his long political career. He suggested that progressives settle for what he's willing to agree to in the reconciliation package and then try to pick up more seats in the 2020 midterms in order to pass those priorities that he doesn't share. He said... Take whatever we aren't able to come to an agreement with today, take that on the campaign trail next year, and I'm sure they'll get many more liberal progressive Democrats with what they say they want. For them to get theirs, elect more liberals, he said. I've never been a liberal in any way, shape, or form. He also said he'd be happy to speak to House progressives if they want to meet with him. But you know how House progressives are. They're assholes. They don't want to speak with him. They only want their time in front of the camera They only want to stomp their feet and say things like my biological clock is ticking like this here and stupid things like that. Manchin said he didn't want to spend more than one and a half trillion because he worries about changing our whole society to an entitlement mentality. Ooh, that's worth repeating. Manchin said he did not want to spend more than one point five trillion dollars because he worries about, quote, changing our whole society to an entitlement mentality, unquote. Joe Manchin appears confident that whatever he eventually agrees to in the reconciliation package, which now appears to be headed to a top line spending number well below three and a half trillion, the House will eventually pass the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which would send billions and billions of dollars to states for actual infrastructure projects, including his own, of course. The bipartisan infrastructure bill would create a new $2 billion rural grant program and will dedicate resources to the Appalachian Development Highway System. You know, the Robert C. Byrd Freeway in West Virginia. How's that for a racist highway name? The Senate Democrats were generally much more restrained than their House liberal counterparts in responding to Joe Manchin's red line drawn in the sand, acknowledging that they need his vote. He can always just walk away. Analysts said that the two-track strategy for passing the smaller bipartisan infrastructure bill and the reconciliation bill at the same time rested on the presumption that the threat of defeating the bipartisan bill would give progressives the upper hand over Manchin, cinema and other centrists. They were wrong, of course. Even if the bipartisan infrastructure bill does not pass this week or even this month, most Senate Democrats aren't even thinking about scrapping it. After all, it was bipartisan. And if they scrap it, they will be accused of scrapping a bipartisan effort, and it will hurt them dearly in the midterm elections. They do also think, secretly, that they will eventually reach an agreement on the reconciliation package, even if it is less than half of what they originally were seeking. Time will tell. Joe Manchin is today's Democrat hero of the day. As I said earlier here on this edition of the Truth Hurts program, we, the United States of America, are now being laughed at as a nation by our other global country leaders. According to Newsweek, Joe Biden is losing powerful friends in Europe, and it's happening at an ever quickening pace. German Chancellor Angela Merkel is leaving office. U.S. French ties are strained. And the White House's direct line to the European Union is now blurrier than ever, despite Biden's lie that he would be the adult in the room and that he would restore our relations with our allies over in Europe and down under in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, he could not have been further from the truth. The U.S.-United Kingdom-Australia defense pact pissed off the French. Anti-Americanism is alive and well in Germany, especially on their left wing France and Germany are the EU's pillars, and neither one of them are currently very fond of gropey Joe Biden or the United States in general, for which Joe Biden represents. The UK, long seen as the White House's best way into the EU, has left the bloc. Remember, Brexit? And now we're stuck in a quagmire of Brexit-related economic strains, logistical challenges, and, of course, political division. Germany's federal election was held on Sunday and it ushered in the end of Merkel's 16-year leadership in Europe's largest economy and the dawn of a new uncertain era for Germans and their allies. Biden and America's foreign policy establishment, too, are waiting to see what the new chancellor will deal with when he, she, it takes office. The right-leaning Christian Democratic Union, the CDU, and the Christian Social Union, the CSU, That's an alliance that Merkel has guided to political dominance. They lost out to a center social democratic party, leaning that country farther to the left. It will be the largest party in the next parliament with over 25.9% of the vote. And discussions to form a coalition are now going on with the Green Party and the Free Democratic Party, not yet ready to make a decision. Whatever happens in Germany, Biden is now denied any clout that his relationship with Angela Merkel may have wielded in the past. And as gropey Joe Biden continues to do stupid things, make political gaffes, mistakes, missteps, U.S.-German relations will continue to be hampered by disputes over military spending, over tariffs, over that Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline from Russia. Remember, Joe Biden supported a pipeline from Russia to Germany, but he won't support a pipeline from Canada into the U.S., to do the same thing, provide low-cost, abundant energy. I'm telling you, Joe Biden is as anti-American as they come. But even if gropey Joe has deluded himself into thinking he's going to have a good relationship with the new chancellor in Germany, our relations in the United States with France have taken a turn for the worse. And those with Greece, just as bad. Just remember, my friends, Macron is no Angela Merkel the young president is highly unlikely to last 15 years in office. He may not be on one term, for all we know. So either way, Joe Biden has ruined our relations in foreign
3: lands. Daddy? Yes, son? You think we can take the boat out this weekend and do some fishing before school starts?
2: I would love to, son, but I just don't think it's going to happen this weekend. Or any weekend, anytime soon.
3: Why not, Dad?
2: First, they're locking people down at work again, and since I'm considered essential, I'm having to work more and more hours. That sucks, Dad. And besides that, we don't have any extra money right now. It's back to school time and your mother has to go shopping to buy your school supplies, your new shoes, your uniforms, plastic sandwich bags and containers so you can take your lunch every day. And all of those things cost money, son.
3: But Dad, you work six days a week, ten to twelve hours a day, and Mom works too, and I know you make pretty good money. Where does it all go?
2: Well I'm glad you recognize how hard mommy and daddy work every day son. You know that even with all the overtime a large chunk of my hard-earned money is grabbed up by the government and they abuse that money in many ways. What do you mean, Dad? Well, son, first the federal government takes almost a full third of my paycheck before I see the first dime. It's called income tax. And the overtime gets taxed even higher because the government thinks my overtime is some kind of bonus. Then the state takes their 10% cut right off the top. And then our city government takes their cut. And the next one is even more disgusting, son. It's called FICA. That's the money the federal government takes from dad and mom's paychecks and sends to people who are too lazy to get jobs and those who refuse to work. Basically, son, I'm working hard to pay people to stay home.
3: That does suck, Dad.
2: Yes, you're right, son. It sucks the life right out of my paycheck, that's for sure. Dad? Yes, son?
3: Why don't we just go down to that public giveaway and get some free school uniforms and shoes and supplies, and maybe a basketball and some other free stuff that they're
2: giving away? Because, son, we have something called pride. Not the sinful kind, just proud of our hard work, proud of our achievement, our accomplishment. We don't take charity or handouts or welfare. That's one reason some people call us privileged.
3: Well, we can't be too privileged, Dad. Not if we can't afford to even go fishing one more time before school, while all those people who refuse to work get
2: all that new free stuff. Welcome to America in 2021, son.
0: That, my friends, is about all the time we have for this edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I hope you go out there and have a wonderful, productive, fun-filled weekend. And we'll see you next time, right here on the Truth Hurts Program, where we tell it like it is. Bye-bye for now. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautix. This program, copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts Network.